The Seven Rock Life Show is about stories that inspire with people that you will admire. Those that choose to live a life that is victorious, contributing to society and having fun along the journey. Learning to develop new chapters in life, learning from the past, but letting the old stories expire so it gives room for the new stories that you create. I'm your host, Stephen Mazurko. Thanks for tuning in and being a part of the Seven Rock Life journey of changing lives. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to Seven Rock Life Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Mazurko, along with my man, Anthony Nice. How you doing? I'm great, man. How you doing? I'm doing good, brother. So a little background on Anthony. Uh, you know, we've known each other for, for, for a while because his mom was actually uh, my bowling coach from years <laughs> ago. So we go back from Long Island and, and, and knowing his brothers and family, amazing family. So a little background on Anthony. He's uh, now officially a WWE Cruiser weight champion. Uh, for the WWE, he's been there for three years. He's been wrestling for 15 years. He's a, he's a, he's a husband. He's a father. Uh, five years old, your daughter is? Yeah, she'll be five in May. Amazing, all right? And uh, just so excited to be here. We caught up the other day when we were at the gym, and uh, we got to see him. And uh, it's amazing how we connect. I'm so proud of everything that you're doing. And oh, thank you. we're excited to go on this journey. So this is your first time, Seven Rock Life Podcast, obviously being on here. Yeah. So say hello to the nation. Oh, hello everyone. And uh, yeah, this is, uh, I'm very pleased to be doing this. This is great. Yep. So, so let's get into it, you know, cause I know you're on a time budget with everything and all the different shows that you're doing. So kind of walk us through just your childhood growing up, uh, what, um, you know, what it was like and what has made you who you are today. So walk us through your childhood with your family and everything. Um, well, I, you know, I grew up on Long Island, uh, came from a very loving family. Um, you know, I really, my childhood was great. I had two older brothers. Um, you know, they would pick on me constantly. (laughs) Um, that's probably what made me tough enough to be a wrestler was just the way they'd beat me up uh, every day. How much older are they? Um, so one is two years older, the other one's four years older. One at four years older. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and they used to. They were the ones who got you into working out, right? I think was it Chris? Or? Yeah, Chris, the oldest one. Uh, you know, he was big into fitness and everything, so I kind of just uh, latched onto him and, and just followed him around and would learn from him. Um, you know, I, when, ever since I was really young, I always wanted to be a professional wrestler. I grew up watching wrestling for as long as I can remember. Yeah. Um, but I also knew that if I wanted to do that, I also needed to learn about fitness. Yep. Um, and because my brother was into fitness himself, I just, again, just latched onto him and just tried to absorb everything I could. Yeah. Well, no, you, I mean, if you ever see, he has a, we're actually in his, uh, his place right now and he's got, where's this guy? I got to get this. He's got a action figure that's going to be in Target, you said? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they just, yeah. So Mattel is the company that makes the WWE action figures, and uh, it was actually just recently. I'm holding his leg right now. It's crazy. <laughs> it was actually just recently that they um, that they came to me and surprised me and told me, "Hey, we made two figures of you, and they'll be released in uh, June of 2019." That's so awesome. Here's what's funny about the action figure: the way it looks like his abs are actually how it looks in person. I think it actually looks better in person than on the action figure. Yeah, I think they're actually missing two abs on that one. <laughs> they have to make a Wait, new model. Real quick, what's the secret to like? Because I'm Italian, you know, and it's like we like to eat. What's the secret to keeping your abs? Because I know um, the whole nation wants to know why. Yeah, now. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I myself, I eat a lot. Uh, you know, part of it is I was lucky that my body 
um, you know, burns calories a lot more efficiently. Mm -hmm. I, uh, you know, I, I can take in a lot more carbs and turn it into energy rather you. than store it. Yeah, I know. People say that to me all the time. That's fine. <laughs> I've learned to live with it. I love you, but I hate you. No. <laughs> but, you know, uh, you know, with that and on top of that, just educating myself as much as I could about fitness and learning about when to eat. Like, it's not always what you eat, but it's also when you eat. Oh, it's especially late at night when you're about to go to bed and are you eating carbs are you eating proteins yeah yeah, yeah. all that stuff uh you know what you're having right after your workout when your body's pretty much it's hungriest and, and yeah. you need to help repair your muscle and grow so i just i learned a lot a lot about that and just would focus on it every day and now it's it's really just become a routine for me now yeah it's it's part of your life and yeah. we'll get into that a little bit later so so yeah walk us through four years old to like 21 years old you know 25 <laughs> so walk us through you had a great family growing up um, some things you got into how you got into wrestling. I know your, your brothers were big monumental parts of just, uh, making you strong, making you tough. And they're, they're awesome brothers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, and, and pretty much most of my life was, uh, trying to impress my brothers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I took up a lot of different sports. Uh, I was never really good at most of them. Um, I think ice hockey was my most prominent sport. I was at least decent at that. But I didn't know you played hockey. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I played ice hockey. That was the one I played the most all the way through until I graduated. Huh. Uh, and then I did a little bit of pickup hockey after that. And I was I was passable, but never, you know, on a professional level. Yeah. Where did you um Where did you go to college at? Uh, so I went to Dowling College. You were at Dowling. Yeah. Yep. So uh, which you know my brothers went to as well. They played baseball there. I didn't do sports there, but I just mm -hmm. went there myself to get an education. Yep. Um, and then after college, I know, I know for a while, we you know, we worked together and, um, and did some business. I know that you said that was a big part of your life, kind of self growth, maybe through that time, walk us through that time. Yeah, absolutely. Life. Well, so before I even, uh, going to college is when I joined uh wrestling school. Mm. So wrestling school was just, it wasn't something, you know, it wasn't like college. It was, a I went to this warehouse pretty much <laughs> and learned how to be a wrestler by some, you know, former wrestlers on, you know, three nights a week. And, um, I did that and, you know, things started to pick up for me. I started to break out into the wrestling business, uh, in the independent business, which is more like underground as local shows all, all over the country. And I started to break out into the tri-state area and then all of a sudden the, the whole, uh, East coast and then out to the West coast. And then, you know, before I knew it, I was traveling all over America and sometimes to Japan and Europe um, so here's what, you know, I just got goosebumps and here's why, right? And it's real. You see them, but you just three years ago, you were performing kind of underground, a couple yeah. hundred people right there yep, yep. and everything. And then fast forward three years later, you just performed for WrestleMania, yeah. uh, which was, uh, was that yesterday? It was, yeah, it was last, last, last night, night right? Last <laughs> yeah. night texted, I texted you last night yeah, and yeah. you were here. Uh, but that was how many people? Uh, 80,000. 80,000. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And MetLife Stadium. I met MetLife Stadium. How crazy is that? Uh, it was amazing. It was, it was one of the best feelings I've ever felt. One of the best accomplishments. Um, but back to uh, the, um, the, you know, my progression, you know, as I was doing the independent team, the ultimate goal was always WWE. Yep. You know, that's all I ever wanted to do was be a WWE wrestler. Uh, but, you know, now I'm 10 years, you know, 11 years, 12 years into this, and it's just not happening. I've had hundreds of tryouts so you know i've been in front of wwe officials many a times and it just you know just wasn't working you know they they'd give me good advice they'd give me good feedback but i just wasn't getting the job yeah and uh that's actually 
when we started doing business together yep. and uh you know, I got to be around you more and around more successful people who just kind of had the right mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh that's really when I started to learn that it wasn't necessarily that I wasn't good enough or whatever, but it was just maybe I just one I needed to push harder, yeah. you know, push more and just and not give up. That was that was one thing you guys taught me is just don't give up on your dream. Just keep going and just change your mindset just start to think more positive and just have power of positivity and because of that i feel like things just started falling into place for me i started just you know i would i would i would get lucky and just be in front of someone and, and my attitude just kind of would shine through to them and they started to kind of pay attention to me more and again just all of a sudden i got you know, I finally got another tryout, and all of a sudden, this tryout was just a little bit different than the other ones because maybe I was bringing a different energy to the room, and then they just felt like, okay, we need to give this guy a chance. You know, it's so interesting with what you just said because I think whether you're in business, whether you're in wrestling, whether you're an athlete, whether you're just trying to succeed in life, right? Yep. Sometimes it's it's the 212 degree thing where you're at like 210, mm-hmm. and then it's those two degrees was what probably your your energy, your vibe, your um, the way you came across. Cause I know for a while you said self-esteem. Yeah. You, you could be great physically, but how are you emotionally? Yes. Right. Um, I've been teaching some people recently about how we have two bodies in life. We have our physical body and our emotional body. And sometimes we let our emotional body affect our physical body, but they're two separate bodies. Yeah. And when you can divide them, your physical body will always feel good because your emotional body is somewhere to the side. So maybe walk us through what are some things right before you had that breakthrough, things that you did, things that you read that helped you and then talk about that breakthrough? Um, so I guess um, if I can remember offhand, like a lot, a lot of different books like um, The Power of Positivity and, um, you know, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And yeah. Just all those books, The um, uh, you can name probably off the top of your head like Yeah, crazy. Stephen Covey, Seven yeah. Habits of Highly Effective yeah, yeah, yeah. People. So yeah. that mentality and that belief started to happen right before that breakthrough of getting... Absolutely, absolutely. When you just... Just reading these things over and over, uh, it gets you just to kind of think differently. Because then I wasn't thinking, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking, why me? Yep. Why is this happening to me? Now I started thinking, like, why not me? Yeah. You know, what? There's no reason why I shouldn't be there. There's no reason why I shouldn't yeah. achieve whatever I want to achieve. Did you always believe in your dream of of being in a WWE and did, did you always have support of everyone around you or did you feel like some people like, hey, give it up, it's been too long? Um, so, honestly, I've always had the support system um, and I definitely met plenty of people and been around plenty of people that were completely opposite thinkers, but I uh, immediately those people weren't anymore you know, they wouldn't be a part of my circle. Yeah. I wouldn't allow that. Out, yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, but when it comes to, you know, my, my loved ones and everything, they, they were always supportive. Um, and they were with me, whatever decision I made. Yeah. Um, I think, and I think that's so important, especially with whatever you're doing. If you're an entrepreneur creating something, if you're an athlete, you need that, that local support, just it's that home support, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and for, other some other people like it might be tougher because it's people that are even closer to them that aren't the support. Yep. And then they're like, "Well, how do I shut this person out?" Because mm. you know they're a loved one. Um, but unfortunately, you gotta kind of make those decisions and 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 figure it out. Either have a talk with that person. 
Yeah. You know, I think that's probably the best route to go. Yep. Um, but if not, just uh, you're just going to have to figure out what's more important to you. Yeah. And it's you have to sometimes control your newsfeed of what people are in your life. Yes. And you have to follow and unfollow the things that are good and people that maybe are not. And because uh, would you say that your newsfeed started to change right before your breakthrough of your life? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. How so? Absolutely. Um, just, uh, you know, I just started listening. Like, so, you know, you would, you, I'd kind of, again, I was in that, you know, why me mindset mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, poor old me. And, uh, when people were giving me positive stuff, I just kind of was, I wasn't listening to that. Yeah. I was shutting that out. Uh, but then I would surround, you know, and then I would be talking to other wrestlers who are just, things aren't working out for them and stuff. And we'd all have a pity party together. Yep. You know, and, and, and for some reason, those are the things I'm absorbing. And yep. And so true. Wow. And then after I'm just reading these books and just kind of learning, like, man, I need to, I need to distance myself from these people. You know, I don't, I don't, uh, befriend them, but I just now, just when they talk, I just kind of nod and I don't, I don't jump in on the conversation. I just kind of, yeah. You know, tell them my perspective of well, maybe we need to just change our way of thinking. Yep, because there's um, people who wish and people who want, and you had a desire, you yeah. had a want. Like I'm gonna make this happen. Yeah, exactly. So that and that's so cool because I think that foundation with you know people listen to this what, with whatever industry that they're in, it's such a huge foundation is that you're not gonna always get support from everything and everyone. Now you do need that support system, but that support has to come from inside of you. Yeah, absolutely. right. Because you're the one that wanted to be WWE. You're the one that wanted to be there. It wasn't someone who put that dream in you. You were the one that enjoyed that dream. Yes. Right. Who were some people? Be, so, and we'll talk about your your breakthrough. But um, who were some people in your life, Anthony? That um, were your mentors, people that really influenced you, people that in wrestling, people outside of wrestling that were big monumental people in your life. Um. So obviously, my parents were my ultimate mentors they're awesome by the way your <laughs> mom's you. awesome because she was my bone coach she, she, she said i was a little rascal right <laughs> yeah she said that a few times <laughs> yeah yeah she's gonna listen to this and she's like yes he was he was a little little, little turd <laughs> um but also like in the wrestling industry um um my biggest mentor was my head trainer his name was mikey whipwreck he mm-hmm. actually was a part of the um company ecw yeah uh he was he was very successful there he was a triple crown champion and everything um and he, you know, he's the one I would go to every single day for advice and everything. Um, you know, How'd still, you meet him? Still to this day, I talk to him. So I was just, uh, again, being a wrestling fan and going to local shows and stuff, um, I knew that he ran a school out on Long Island. Um, and just as soon as I was able to gather up enough money and and everything, and I was able to, you know, I had a car and all this stuff, now I can make my own trip out there, and I joined the school. So I joined the school under his uh, under his watch, and he yep. was our trainer. And just um, you know, as I got better and started to progress through it, you start to win his. Re- you know, I started to win his respect. Yep. And then he took me under his wing, and he just started mentoring me. And then along the way, I just started meeting more and more people. Um, so my first mentor in the WWE, the uh, this guy William Regal, mm-hmm. he's actually a big part of the company's talent um, scouting. Wow! And he would always—I'd I'd run into him during those countless tryouts. He was always there, and he would always help me and give me advice. Um, but unfortunately, the hiring decision wasn't a hundred percent under him. He he can, can help people and suggest people, but it came down to like you know way higher up when it comes to hiring. Yeah. But he would always just 
always, no matter what, if I emailed him and stuff, which he didn't have to do, I wasn't a part of the company. I was one of the hundreds of thousands of people that were contacting him. But no matter what, when I sent, asked him for advice or everything, sent him emails, he would always respond. He's he always would help. Yeah. And and again, to this day, um, he'd help me. He actually gave me a good sentiment um, yesterday after my WrestleMania match. Um, what do you say? I uh, just... He kind of talked about how uh, I, I always I persevered, and after countless times of, uh, you know, on the indies of, of of, you know, not making it, I just I never gave up, and I would take his advice, and I always got better every time he saw me. Yeah. So it was, it was really really. Isn't that so cool though? Yeah, it's a great humbling thing to see, um, to win the respect of people yeah. like that. You know what I love about you, Anthony, is you know known you for so many years. You you just have such a humble spirit, and such a seriously, and you have such a good spirit. And I know you're going to continue to do amazing things uh, and and move forward uh, in the WWE and even after as well because you have you have gratitude you know and I, I don't I want to ask like where that gratitude came from for you because you have a very humble like you're strong when you need to be strong mm-hmm. you know you know when to put on your show and and make it happen mm-hmm. um, but but where does that gratitude come from because you have it um, I th- I think a lot of it comes from just my life experience yeah um, you know I, again just being shut down a hundred times mm. um, and and everything. It just kind of, I guess, now any time an opportunity would come by or any, any moment that would help progress me, I just, I wouldn't take it for granted. Yep. You know, and I know that at any moment this could be gone. Mm-hmm. So I need to, I need to be, you know, I, I need to be grateful for everything. And it's, I was a little late here on the way here, and I was getting like a little anxious. And then I'm like, wait. And I got into the Uber because I was like 40 minutes late because of uh, the train. I'm like, wait, we have a nice car. We have a train system. We're in America. You have to change your perspective, right? Absolutely. I was talking to somebody the other day, and I think, would you agree that sometimes people, we gossip or we just kind of get into this funk in our mind, right? And especially as a wrestler or athlete, you have to snap out of it. Yes. And I said to the person, I said, let me ask you a question because they were fighting with their mom. I said, if, if you or your mom had 30 days to live, right, would you be fighting about this? And she's like, no. I said, okay, what's the next thing you want to talk about in life? Because mm-hmm. so, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. How important is your your mindset and, and, and just your mentality towards ha- getting those breakthroughs or, or staying consistent in what you do day to day? I think that's probably one of the most important things. Uh, just looking at everything in perspective um, – now being in the WWE, um, it's you know I'm I'm around people that have been there for years, right? Yeah. And not everyone has the same mindset of being positive. You know, everyone's their own person. Mm-hmm. And I'm a you know there are plenty of negative people there. Yeah. And and maybe they just kind of fell into the system. They've just been, you know, doing this every day, grinding and and whatever. And maybe things aren't happening the way they want it to. Yeah. And they complain as if their life is like, you know, Mm. like they're being treated like scum or whatever. And they're not, you know, things aren't working, whatever it is. And I kind of like sit back and I'm like, man, like when I look back at my experience of 13 years or whatever of just grinding and and losing money constantly and everything, just trying to make a name for myself, like I can never be upset. It doesn't, if, if WWE put me in the worst position on the roster... It's still the greatest position I've ever had in yeah. my entire career. Wow. So That's powerful. Exactly. And that's and that's it's all perspective and I, I understand the whole desire to want more. But 
you need to just say like this is amazing where I am and I'm going to push so that I have more yep. but I'm grateful for what I have at this moment where a lot of those people feel like what they have at this moment is crap and I want more and and again yeah. and it just ruins their mindset and their attitude like it, it radiates from them and you, and you uh -huh. feel that around them oh you feel it yeah. and and that's why you're when you have emotional consistency I think you're going to have life consistency right yeah because uh, I wasn't always like that I talk about that in my book I was like emotional roller coaster but uh, I was reading about Bruce Lee and he said um the man that can master his mind can master his life. Absolutely. And if you can master your mind, you'll master your emotions, you'll master everything around you. And I, and I do f I feel that about you. And I think w that is such a huge reason why you are where you are today, would you say? Yes. And you said one more thing, and then I want to ask what the breakthrough was, right? We're making everybody wait for what was that breakthrough <laughs> to get into the WWE. But you said something really profound is that winners view losing as, as a way to learn. Mm -hmm. And... Would you would you say that with all your quote unquote losses, you didn't look at them as losses. You said, "Man, these are ways. That, all right, this just didn't work. Let me figure it out a new way." Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, you know, and and it was always just uh, maybe I need to just change my approach. Maybe I need to change my attitude. Whatever it is, but yeah. yes, each time I'd kind of reflect to how how I was. Yep. You know, uh, last tryout or whatever, and just make sure when I go into this one, I need to I need to add on to that and, and I always maybe I wouldn't be able to just kind of see it myself but I'd always make sure I reached out and got as much information from everyone I possibly could so that the next time yeah. it's going to be better yeah and if, if you notice in uh, in the college we they recruit right and mm -hmm. in NFL they draft right yeah. you have to prove to yourself of why you are a good investment yep right and I think whether you're going into sports you're going into business you're getting a job or maybe you're looking to get mentored by somebody you have to, you know, you're going through a draft. You have to prove to them why they're going to invest into you. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So let me ask you, what was, what did WWE see in you that, and what was that breakthrough? So you're going back a little bit, you're underground, and then something happens. What was that breakthrough? And then what did they see in you to offer you a contract? Um. So honestly, I think that what they saw in me was the same thing they were seeing in me, but at the time the opportunity wasn't there. Yeah. So, you know, I I think they always did feel that I was I was great, you know, good at what I did and uh you know, I had the look and everything, but the only problem is your body's okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the the only problem is the op the opportunities in WWE are very slim. Yeah. And so it really comes down to kind of being in the right place at the right time. So what happened? What what um, so, so the WWE decided to, um, to start, kind of start to revamp, uh, a cruiserweight division. Mm -hmm. So they didn't have a cruiserweight division for, uh, you know, several years. I forget the exact timeline, but they, um, they decided they were going to do a cruiserweight tournament and just kind of bring in who they felt were the best cruiserweights. I think it was 32 of us, maybe. Wow. Uh, out of the know, country. Out of the world. Out of the world. Out of the wow. world. Oh, yeah. Guys from Japan and... And uh, the UK, and yeah, because it's everywhere. like WWE is like the MLB, where it's just it's kind of oh, it works global. It's global. It's global. Yeah, it's absolutely global. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're in over hundreds of countries mm -hmm. um, worldwide, and uh, so they were they decided to do the cruiserweight. It's called the cruiserweight classic, mm -hmm. and uh, they brought us in, and you know that was opportunity number one for me to to showcase myself. Uh, and it wasn't smooth. It was actually a roller coaster of events that uh, got me into that, you know, where I was picked to do it, but then I was taken off the list, mm. and then event, uh, then 
they said they were going to consider me, and then all of a sudden there was just, I wasn't getting a phone call. Uh, as the thing was getting closer, I'm getting all nervous, and then eventually they called me up and they were like, "Okay, due to different events or whatever, we now have a space for you." Yep. And and I got that opportunity. Um, and then from there, our tournament was actually extremely successful. Um, you know, they have uh, so the WWE Network is mm -hmm. a uh, you know it's it's available all over the world and that's where they broadcast a lot of their content. Is that owned by Vince? Uh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Vince McMahon yep, yep, everything, everything yep. is owned by Vince and um, I want to ask you about him too, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um so it was very successful and uh because of that they felt like they they wanted to bring back the Cruiserweight division full time and they created they decided to create a show called 205 Live. Mm, yeah, and, uh, I do remember that actually. Yep, well, that's the show I'm a part of now. And uh, fortunately, during that, because of that opportunity, they brought they signed a bunch of us, and I was I was fortunate to be one wow. of them. Wow! And because they added that, and then boom, that, that was absolutely. So like, so um, that's kind of why like I've always thought I live by the mantra of uh, like to me, success is when opportunity meets preparedness. Mm, yep. So. I was always prepared. I just never had the right opportunity. Yep. Um, and my number one focus was just always remain prepared because yep. you never know when that opportunity is going to come. Yeah. And just fortunate enough that the opportunity finally came and that that's kind of where my breakthrough moment was. I just got this thought. You're like a seed sitting in Home Depot just waiting <sighs> for somebody to take it and plant it in soil, but the soil has got to be warm enough for it to grow. Exactly, yeah. You know, and that's what you were for. For what, fifteen years you said, or, uh, no, or yeah, well, I'm fifteen years in now, but it was about like twelve, 12 years. years. Yeah, wow, waiting. You were on the shelf at Home Depot, ready yeah. to go, <laughs> and then boom, you planted, but you were ready to go. Yeah, and I mean, because patience is something we live in a microwave society mm -hmm. where we want things quick, we want it now, mm -hmm. but you're not always going to get it on your time. Absolutely, it's on the universe's yeah. time sometimes. Yeah, and and then all that. So so now walk us through you. So you get signed. And then you get your your first you know uh, kind of bat you know uh, match to be able to go and, and, and wrestle. What was that like? Like what was that feeling? Like walk us through that with your emotions right now. <laughs> walk us through how it was when you got signed, and then you're like, all right, I'm going. What did that feel like? Um, it was an amazing feeling. So so actually, when I got signed, it was a huge sign of relief because again, it was it was more of a roller coaster. Mm -hmm. So I had a I had a tryout in January. And the tournament was going to be in the summer. And from there was when they were like, we're going to use you. No, we're not. We're going to use you. No, we're not. And even in the tryout, they said to me, hey, uh, we're considering you for this tournament. Um, you're probably not going to – we're not going to sign you and we're probably not going to sign you ever. But we do wow. want to consider you for this tournament. Uh, and so I actually – I, d I didn't let that stick for too long. I went to them and I said, hey, like, what do you mean by, like, you're probably not going to sign me? And, you know, they made good points where it's like, you know, when it comes to demographic and what they're looking for, mm -hmm. you know, especially becoming a very large global company, you know, I didn't really bring much, you know, uh, interest to that demographic, to, uh, you know, I wasn't, a, I wasn't a rare commodity. Yeah, that's specific. Know? Like, you weren't. I guess in a way unique in a way exactly, or, yeah. I mean, you are you unique know. but but from their standards. Yeah, I mean, I am unique but I I haven't shown that to them. I didn't and and that that's kind of what they said was like, you know, you need to you need to become unique. You knew you were unique, unique. They didn't know that you were exactly, unique. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, whether huh. whether it's become one of the top guys in the independent wrestling scene or whatever it is, you know, I didn't have that. But 
good enough to be in that tournament. Um, and so again, back and forth with the tournament, but I finally got that opportunity, did the tournament, and then they were going to bring the Cruiserweights, before even the 205 Live show, they were just going to bring the Cruiserweights to Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, I never got signed, though. A few guys got signed immediately in that tournament, but I never got that. And they um, they started, they announced that they were going to bring Cruiserweights to Raw, and I, I remember watching that Raw, and I was like, oh man, that that's great for those guys. Because pretty much in my mind, I was like, okay, it's going to be those guys that they just signed or whatever. Um Later that week, because they announced, oh, next week's Raw is going to be the first time with the Cruiserweights, whatever. Later that week, I'm, uh, I'm just, I'm actually at a New York Mets game with my wife, and I get a text message from uh, someone from the office of WWE, and they were like, "Hey, are you available Monday for Raw?" Wow. Uh, and it was in Cincinnati, so they were like, "We'll fly you out, you know, Sunday or whatever." I said, "Yeah, absolutely. This is amazing." What did that feel like when you got that text at the Mets game? It, it was great. Like, I know you're a Mets fan because you're wearing a Mets hat. Right <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, it was an amazing feeling, and I knew that it wasn't just some like. So what they do is they bring local extras in all the time, yeah. just in case they need extras to do something on the show. Yep. Maybe get beat up by a wrestler or whatever. <laughs> um, so I'd always get asked to do those when they're in the New York area or whatever. But this was Cincinnati, so I was like, okay, they're not bringing me in to be an extra because they're flying me to Cincinnati, putting me in a hotel. Starting so, to believe in you. So this has got to be something different. So uh, they brought me in, and they were like, yeah, we're just going to, you know, we're starting to bring Cruiserweights to Raw. Um, you know, we're going to bring you in, have you have a match, just have a nice display or whatever. Uh, and that's it. And I said, okay. So I had the match. It went off good. And then I asked them after. I said, hey, like, you know, this is, where do we go from here? And they were like, oh, just, keep, you know, stay available. Um, we never know when we'll need you again. Um, but thank you for that. And I said, okay. So, you know, fly home, went right back to my regular job. I worked as a personal trainer during the week. Um, and then would do independent wrestling, uh, you know, usually Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday yeah. nights. Um, but later that week I get a text, Hey, can you come to raw again this next week? Um, yeah, sure. Of course. So I come, I have another match, good display. I asked them, Hey, you know, where do we go from here? Oh, just stay available. You know, we're just gonna we're gonna bring guys in here and there and whatever. And this went on for like three months. Oh my god! Almost four months of just every week. So I was flying into whatever, you know, flying to L.A., uh, wrestling, flying home huh. immediately. You know, taking a red eye home, going straight to work, working all week, going to independent shows. You're working at the gym. Yep. Right. Wow. And then and then going to independent shows and working those and then flying out from wherever I was for that independent show on Sunday to wherever Monday Night Raw is, doing that show, right back to work and just never taking a day off. Wow. I did I did that for about almost four months. And eventually they finally that's when they came up with the two oh five idea. Were you a dad at the time? Were yes. You? I was a dad wow. uh yeah, I was a dad um my daughter was already two. Wow. Yeah. Would you say that was two. that was driving you as well with your wife and and having your yeah, daughter? Yeah. It was it was it was driving me, but it was also getting me to like so that's where like so a little bit before that happened, I was that's when I started thinking like, oh man, do I need to like start being responsible and <laughs> and figuring out other paths in life? Um un- but fortunately, again, the support system. My wife was always supportive and she was always telling me, yeah, she's you know, awesome. don't give up on your dream, just keep pushing and all that. So that was a good, that, I think she was one of the most important factors to me, kind of, you know, never giving up and pursue, you know, making that final push. 
That's but that's so key is having that person on by your side, and she and she's awesome. I mean, your whole family's awesome. I, I really love them all, and uh, you know, you, you feel just the vibe of that support, and it's it, it's it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she was there since day one. I've been I've been with her since eleventh grade. So, since eleventh grade. Yeah. So we've been together forever, and Aww. so she was there before I even joined a wrestling school. So she knew that she knew the journey and everything. How did you ask her out the first time? Just curious. Uh, so actually, um, uh. Junior prom, so I always I, I would see her in the hallways and and she knew that I you know I liked her or you know I th- I I thought she was pretty whatever and uh, but she was always shy and then I remember seeing her at our junior prom and asking her to dance and she said no <laughs> so I got shut down <laughs> denied <laughs> um, and then uh, fortunately over some time um, I was able to convince her to go out on a date with me. Um, well, Did was you... I driving at the time? No, I wasn't even driving at the time. So my friend drove us. We went out. We just went out to like the mall and stuff. And so your friend drove eat. you guys? Yes, of to go to date. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> was he, he was your Uber driver, but Pretty Uber much. wasn't even around yeah, at the time. Yeah, that, that didn't exist. How old are you now? I am thirty-three. All right, so yeah. we're the same. It's thirty-one, thirty-three. <laughs> so your friend drives you. Then that's how you guys meet. Yeah. So since eleventh grade, that's yeah, so yeah. Cool. And then uh, kind of just history from there. Ah, that's awesome. Um, so now with that's so cool. Like now you have that breakthrough. Now what happens? When did you get full commitment? Hey, I'm getting a contract. Uh, so as things, you know, as those months went by, they finally decided, okay, we're gonna start this show. Yep, the 205 live show, and uh, they decided, okay, now we need to lock these guys down. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it just like all of a sudden happened, like the snap of a finger. I, they were like, hey. I got an email like, "Hey, would you be interested in moving to Orlando? Because that's where their um, their facility is for mm-hmm. new hirees. It's the Performance Center." Yep. And you know, I was like, "Yes, of course." They were like, "Okay, we're we're thinking of hiring uh, you soon." I was like, "Oh, this is amazing." And then I had a talk with uh, so uh, Triple H is actually like one of my direct bosses. He's the one that is yeah, he's awesome. He's, he's the one up. that yeah. kind of heads the the talent hiring. And um, you know, I had a talk with him and. He was like, "Hey, did they contact you about, you know, um, about contract?" And I said, "Yes, actually." I said, uh, "You know, they said they were considering hiring me, or whatever." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, we're gonna, you know, we got some big things coming." And uh, so I asked him. I said, "Hey, you know, this was what October?" And I was like, "Oh, uh, you know, so so when are we thinking? Like some point next year or whatever?" And he's like, "Oh no, uh, you know, probably in the next like week." Wow. Yeah, and then I was like, "Oh, like when would I have to go to Florida?" And he's like, "You probably have to move." To down there in like the next couple of weeks. Like, so you're changing your whole life. So now I had to, yep. Yeah, so so I finally got I got the contract, looked it over, all that stuff, you know, signed the deal. Because I think you talked to me. We were at the gym and you're like, and then you're like, and or we were just like talking a little bit and then I found out. I'm like, oh, that's so awesome, man. And yeah. then boom, yeah. you're going down there. And that was it. Yeah, we, we, we even, you know, we bought, we got an apartment online. <laughs> you know, we just, <laughs> we just... Just looked online and said, "Ah, this is good. We got our apartment and everything. Did our down yeah. payment over the phone and stuff. Like your whole life, never even like got that. to. Yeah, didn't even get to see where we were going. But so, just... so how real quick? How's that journey from moving down to Florida, Orlando, to now being you know winning last night in front of eighty thousand people? Give us a small glimpse of just what what has that journey been like in between there? So things I mean, you learned and things you took away. Yeah. So so that journey. Uh, it was not much different than kind of my journey, even those first 13 years of wrestling. It was, it was, I started off on that high of this is amazing. Yeah. Um, 
and and you know we were having fun doing you know now I'm now I'm working regularly for the WWE and then started getting in that rut of uh, one being around some negative people and two just kind of being like oh man like I'm on the show but I'm just not a I'm not being used properly yeah you know I feel like I have way more to offer and I'm just kind of sitting here doing not much just you know just kind of you know I'd be on TV every couple of weeks and just whatever it is uh, but I was never a part of the main story, whatever, you know? And, uh, what and, did you do to make yourself stand out? And I just kind of sat back and I said, you know what, what got me here? Started thinking, oh yeah, you know what? It was my mindset. It was changing my perspective of everything. It was mm-hmm. having that positive energy. And I started changing that, you know, I'd show up to work a completely different person. Yeah. I'd show up positive. I'd be, you know, excited about everything I'm going to do. And I'd, mm-hmm. I'd made sure that, even if it was the smallest piece of, of work that they gave me, I made sure it was the greatest thing that I can give them. Wow. And uh, from that, it just, they started, they, you know, they started just, I guess, feeling that energy and just seeing more in me. Your passion was yeah. really in it, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and again, opportunities came by and I was prepared for it. And then we started to build, they, they did a tournament uh, every year, so we do a tournament that crowns a number one contender mm-hmm. to go to WrestleMania. And as they were doing the tournament, they came up to me and they said, "Hey, we, we, uh, we think that you're going to be the guy that go through this tournament." Yeah. And um, you know, we did it, and everything worked out great. Everyone's been super happy. Yeah. With, with uh, you know the results, and I got to go to WrestleMania, and 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 the biggest thing was, you know, every year they announce the year prior of where WrestleMania is going to be, and. So last year we were in New Orleans mm-hmm. at the Superdome, and they um, they announced that New York is going to be the next one. And I remember that's when I was like, I needed to reflect on you know again on, on what I did to help myself get here because yep. I was like, man, I need to do whatever it takes to get to be in the WrestleMania in New York. In and your it's, hometown, it's my hometown, and it's it's everything I want. Like. It, it would be the perfect thing scenario for me. So that's when I started grinding. You know, I grinded for that entire year of just wow. 100% focus on that goal. I never looked, I never, you know, let anything get in the way of that. That was always my number one priority. You had a laser focus because I think a, a lot of people listen to this with whatever you're trying to do in life, especially if you're an entrepreneur, you're in business, athlete, this is your goal, but it's like y- you have to be laser focused. Like every decision, every little thing in life, Walk us through, like, what was that laser focus like, would you say? Um, so for me, it's, I make sure that, uh, well, one, I'm, I'm very big on waking up. First thing you do is look in a mirror and tell yourself what your goal is. Mm. Uh, as long as you're reminding yourself every single day what your goal is, yep. there shouldn't be a reason why you don't do something that day mm. to pursue your goal. I love that. So I would... Wake up every day and I would just tell myself I'm going to WrestleMania and I'm going to do whatever it takes. And so if there was any moment in that day where I felt like, oh, you know what, I need to put off the gym to do that, whatever. But I would just tell me, no, this is my goal. This is my priority. Yep. So I need to weigh my priorities. Obviously, family comes first. My family is my highest priority. Yeah. But, you know, just talking about on a business side, yep. you know, getting to WrestleMania was my biggest priority. And I would just do... Again, I would just, I made sure every day there was something, whether it was just, you know, for us, our social media presence is huge. Mm-hmm. It's very important to connect to our fans. 
So I would just, okay, I got nothing going on today. Let me film me doing, you know, let me film myself, you know, cutting a promotional video or whatever and, and, and just put it out there to my fans or yep. whatever. Or whatever it is, I just made sure that I always just did a little something to to always kind of have my presence get bigger. You know, it's all about building equity in your name. So the yep. more you do, the more content you put out there, the more equity you're going to build. Yep. And I just made sure I did that as much as I could. Yeah, putting yourself out there. And uh, but that's it's 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 so cool. Like I'm so proud of you. I really am. Thank and you. you know, showing Long Island talent become local talent to worldwide talent. Right. <laughs> uh, what are some fun things like things behind scenes that being around the guys, uh, you know, a few more questions and we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up in 10 minutes. Um, what, uh, what are some things like you with the time, like just with your experiences and traveling and I know Dubai, you said you were in and, uh, different places around the world. So walk us through some cool things and experiences like um, and funny things. I'm sure they prank, do pranks and different stuff. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a, uh, you know, just like any sport or whatever, there's a pecking order and yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. you know, initiation. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> So so we have fun, uh, you know, we're always out doing different things, experiencing all the different cities we go to and stuff and having fun. Uh, yeah, Saudi Arabia was probably one of the coolest trips I did. Um, How was that? It was a lot of fun. Saudi I, Arabia, sorry, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I actually got to, um, I actually went out on a yacht with one of the princesses, uh, <laughs> one of the most random days of my life. Went out on a yacht, swam in the Red Sea. Oh my gosh. And we had a barbecue after and everything. I was like, I don't even know... Why are you here? Why, yeah, exactly. Why am I here? This is insane. But <laughs> it was super cool. Uh, they even had me. I was driving the yacht. I never even no way. steered a boat in my life. That's safe. Yeah, it's easy though. So, yeah, I mean, that's the cool thing with what we do is we get to meet so many different cultures, so many different people um, and connect with them. And, and, you know, we all have that connection around the world. Uh with the love of pro wrestling. Mm. So it doesn't matter what language we speak or whatever. We're all kind of speaking the same language when it comes yep. to that. That's so cool. Um, so that's a lot of fun. And what have you, well, you know, when you're traveling around the country and around the world, Anthony, what have you taken away from lessons from the world? Would you say, or being around people? Would you say, um, oof. What perspective, what things, what commonalities? Yeah, so, so, so I think perspective again is another huge thing. I mean, just being around different cultures and, and you start to, you know, again, we we if if we're secluded to one place, we start to just kind of think that that is the end all be all. Yep. You know, so let's just say we live in a culture that we all have cell phones. As soon as we don't have our cell phone, it's the worst thing in the world. We yeah, lose our lives. Can, yeah, people are done. You know, but then you go to these other countries where a cell phone like it's it's a rarity. You know, or having such a you know such a high functioning cell phone at least. Yeah, it, it's such a rarity. Like, God forbid we don't have the latest yeah. updated iPhone. Or like <sighs> I was actually this happened a few months ago. I was in the gym. They're like, you have earbuds that have a cord. <laughs> why? Yeah. I'm like, why? It's bad to have something with a cord. So like, I eventually got it. Yeah. But it's it's crazy the Western culture versus the Eastern culture yeah. different world. Yeah, and, and you know, and and but they're you know they're not sitting there going, man, I wish I had what you had. They're just like, I don't need that. I've you know and it just their perspective is different yeah you know it's just what they're accustomed to and 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 it just you know and the other things are more important to them whether it's you know family time or whatever and it starts to make you think like about what you do at home and you're like yeah you know what you're right like why am i wasting my time doing this when i should be spending more time with my family so or spending, you know so it definitely helps 
uh, traveling the world and seeing different cultures and everything it starts to help you put everything else you do in your everyday life and in just different perspectives. Yeah. What What are some moments that you remember? Like if you had to say top three moments, right? Up up till, you know, I, this is your third moment, your biggest one, obviously. We'll walk, we'll, I want to talk about last night, but the two other moments that you remember, maybe experiences through this time, um, any I, things you remember? I, I think the biggest things for me in my moments were, one, getting that up, that finally getting that opportunity to wrestle for the company in that yeah. tournament of the Cruiserweight Classic. And then finally just constantly just persevering and, and getting, you know, finally getting that contract. Yeah. You know, the day I got that contract was just like the largest weight off my shoulders ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's just, there was, I honestly, uh, you know, I burnt all my ships. Mm. You know, it was like I'm doing this, or, or I'm going, going down in a blaze of glory. Yeah. Um. So. I know that feeling. Man. You know. Yeah. Yep. And and it's a nervous feeling, but I, uh, you know, people believed in me, and I believed in myself, and just then finally getting that confirmation that it worked out for me, like that was such a huge relief. Mm. And I, I think when you when you it's the I talk about in my book the immigrant mentality and how. When immigrants come here, they they burn the ship of wherever they came from. They're mm-hmm. not going back. They're going to succeed or die trying. Yep. And I always talk about that. And I think that's what you have to do in, in life sometimes is, you know, you got to be careful with what bridges you burn. But when you when you have an escape plan, I don't think you're going to go full throttle. I don't think you're going to go, quote unquote, balls to the wall and just make it happen. 100%. Right? Yeah. And uh, so that's that's the thing. How was, how was last night? Walk us through last night and... Getting ready and then going out, eighty thousand people. Well, I want to feel what it felt like. Um, I mean, the so it's the whole day was was surreal. It was you know it was a long day. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, but it was uh, you know just getting those nerves out of my system and everything. I you know I, we we uh, arrived at the um, the stadium and just just looking up at the stadium and just. As we're driving up in the bus, and I'm like, "Oh man, this is this is huge," and then just the first, the initial walk when you walk out into the stands and you just see this huge set that WWE built for the show, and and you just see it all like it it's just you, it's a ridiculous feeling. Like I can't even put it into words. Yeah, um, I feel it right now because <laughs> you're you probably were tearing a little bit. And you're just like, Whoa. yeah, it's 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 amazing. And then um, as the day went on, I had to just kind of sit there and, and, and tell myself like, okay, this is, um, there's a reason I'm here. I'm meant to be here. And, you know, I have a job to do. I need to go out there and entertain those people. Yeah. And I need to, you know, and, and 205 Live is still a growing brand. We don't have, you know, a, and we have probably the smallest fan base when it comes to all the, the products that WWE puts out there, yeah. all the different brands. Um, so we have a lot to do. We have a lot of work to do. So for me, it was like I need to, I need to make my brand proud, and and we need to help build, build our brand. You know, this is the the largest group we can get in front of. Because when we're when we're on the network, and two hundred five live is airing, it's not nearly as many people that are watching WrestleMania. Yeah. So this is an this is our chance to advertise to the largest group. Yeah. Um, and throughout the day, I just kept telling myself, okay. That ring out there is the same ring that I wrestled in hmm. for 15 years. Wow, that's so same true. size. It's there's nothing different in that in that area. That's the same. 
in my land, you know, where I'm going to work, nothing has changed. Yep. It's around me. It's all the people around me that is different. But I need to just focus on that ring and do what I do best in that ring. And then when I have those, those you know, moments where I can just look around and take it in, I will. And, uh, you know, it's, that's kind of what, that's what kind of calmed me down and got me through the process. You were staying in your lane. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I went out, I did my entrance and that one I was, I was fired up and I looked around at all the people and then the size of everything. And that was great. But then I just, then I immediately focused on the ring and I just walked straight to it and just did my job. Do you have a saying or anything? Do you have any, like a saying or at all? Or... Like that my character would yeah, say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I actually was mostly a bad guy. Yeah. So my whole thing was, uh, you know, the whole thing, I have eight, I have abs, you know, and I have eight abs. But so... you're so opposite of that <laughs> real person because yeah. you're such a sweetheart. You're such a good guy. So yeah. I would always, I would come out and count my abs and be like, I got eight reasons why I'm better than you and everything. <laughs> so I call myself the premier athlete. Yeah. Um, and now going into this match, I actually switched roles. So the guy I was facing, uh, Buddy Murphy, was the, cha- is the, was the champion. Uh, he... Um, you know, we were we were best friends going into this, and he turned his after I won the tournament and everything. He actually attacked me from behind wow. and, and turned his back on me, and and kind of that's what put me into the good guy role. Um, so I so I when I did my entrance at WrestleMania, I still did the ab counting thing because I feel yeah. like that was still you know it's still a part of me, and I think it's mm-hmm. the most recognizable thing that I do. Um, because... I, like, I count one, maybe two. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so so I didn't want to. I didn't want to not do that. Yeah. Um, I did it in more. I guess a more just excited, fired up, playful way, rather than a condescending "I'm better than you" type yeah, of yeah. way. Um. So. Uh, so your 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 role changed, and and now you know now you're moving forward in that, and and that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. So so that I mean you know, and then on to that day, just I did the job, and and you know I, I look I. Got to win the match, and I won the cruiserweight championship, and I yeah. celebrated like crazy. Your and family I, was there as well. My family was, so was cool. there. How, how cool was that seeing your family oh, there? And... It was awesome. That that was definitely like that's the that that was the uh, emotional moments yeah. for me. And then I just I again after I did that and I held the championship up. That was when I finally got to look around, and then I said, "Wow, I just did this." And that's so cool in, in front of the largest crowd that two I've more, ever done. In two, it. This is awesome. I, I you're really doing a great job of just the the story and just seeing you know the, the walkthrough because i'm envisioning all these years that you work up to it right it's like yeah. when you're an overnight success i'm like yeah it took 10 years to be an overnight success or yeah. 12 years or 15 years right yep what what do you like most about what you do if you had to pick out one thing what's the one thing you love most about what you get to do um so it's hard to pick one because there's actually a ton of things i love about what give i give me do. two maybe three <laughs> <laughs> um so one, I just I love the excitement of what we do, and I love the drama and the, you know, we're 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 just a a soap opera. Yeah, you know, we're we're a show, and and but you're really like a lot of people way, like but you're hurting pe- like you can get hurt. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we beat the crap out of each other. <laughs> but again, we 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 create these moments that people remember forever. Yeah. Um. And and wrestling fans are probably the most hardcore fans you'll ever meet yep and and just they they live for those moments and being able to create those moments for those people is is some of the most exciting things and uh, another thing i love about what we do is we're creating those moments 
for families. Mm. So like today I actually just did a, uh, we do this thing called access during WrestleMania week where it's a fan access and it's an all day, like kind of event where fans come in and they get to meet wrestlers and do autographs and do all, they get to see all this like old memorabilia. It's a really amazing event. Hmm. Um, and they do it all week in WrestleMania week. And just like, seeing fathers with their sons or with their daughters and mothers as well with their sons and daughters like they're creating memories with their kids through the work that I do like yeah. I I'm yes I'm I'm out there and I'm the one winning the championship but like that's now a memory this kid has of his father because his father took him to that event yeah it's it's and part it, of their life resume exactly so so I'm creating these moments so that these kids can have things that they will remember their parents for forever. That's and that's cool. some of the coolest things that, like, that that's... I, so, I didn't create that idea. Um, I've had other wrestlers say this to me. Um, and, and, like, ever since I learned that, I was like, you know what? That is probably one of the coolest things about our job. Yep. You know? Yeah, it's these experiences. I, I always talk about that with my mom, my family, uh, friends, right? It's... These things you remember when it's your time to go. What do you remember? Not the things you own. It's experiences you had with the people you love. Yep. And and that's what you get to do. And what have you, you know, one more question is what have you learned with being able to, to run this organization with all the different personalities, with all the different things going on, right? The moving parts with mm-hmm. Vince McMahon and, and Triple H. Because I grew up, you know, I, I was, you know, The Rock and, you know, and all the different things. What have you learned from them as a as a leaders of, of the organization and, and being able to manage all the different egos and personalities, what are some things that they teach you things that you've seen and learned from them? Would you say, um, let's, let's, so I guess a lot of thing I've learned from them is, um, you know, how to be more successful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're obviously the most successful in our entire industry and they, uh, they carry themselves that way. And so like, those are things I learned, like how to carry myself, you know, how to, how to act in certain situations and, you know, how to become a, uh, a public image and everything, you know, cause that's what they do. Yeah. Um, and then not only that, like the way they, they know how to, um, respond in certain situations or how they learn. So like a big thing in our industry is we have a lot of, we, our fans, among being super hardcore, they're very vocal. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're very vocal. So there's a lot of negative in there. Yeah. You know, tons of negativity. And uh, as a wrestler, you start to kind of, you know, I'm always, again, especially being new, I want to see what the people are saying about me. Yeah. And uh, there's actually, you know, a ton of negative in there. And when you're new, you take it to heart. But then you see these other guys that are so successful. And sometimes I'll just be like, you know, I wonder what people are saying about them. And they got the same old, the same Uh negative because people online, you know, most people out there are keyboard warriors. They're just just being negative. Keyboard warriors. That's amazing. And, um, (laughs) it's great. And you just kind of see the way these guys handle themselves and then, and how they just, none of that is ever even, like, they don't even let it phase them. They know who they are. They know where they're going. Exactly. They know who they are. They know where they're going. And, uh, you know, seeing that, it made me kind of be like, you know what? Yeah, like, why am I even looking into this stuff? Yep. I know what I'm doing. The company is happy with what I'm doing. Why should I even care? 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, so those, those are some good lessons I've learned from them. But I think that applies to so many things in life. We, oh, we seek approval from everything and everyone. And, yep. and you know, you're, you're getting approval from the people that got you there, yep. right? And that's, that's the most important thing. And some people are just, they're envious, not envious, but they're just, they're so bored that nothing else is going on in their life. So they're going to be like, hey, let me put somebody else down. It's the crabs in a bucket Absolutely. thing. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, um, one thing I've always learned was that, uh, you know, especially with online, you know, with Twitter and everything, it's, you're going to see more negative because negative people are doing nothing with their lives yeah. but being negative. Yeah. You're not seeing positive because positive people are too busy being successful to even post anything. Yeah. I actually did a podcast a little while ago with Chris Lee and he did a, uh, he was on Telemundo in Puerto Rico and it was positive news. Hmm. For seven, I did not know. I was like, wow, imagine positive yeah, news. Right? Like, huh, it was a great day. It's every day's 80 degrees. There's a hurricane. No, it's 80 degrees, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you're, but that, I think after just hearing you for the past, you know, 45 minutes, hour is your, your mentality, your mental toughness is, is what got you to where you are. Yes, you're talented, but you would agree probably, right? You're, you're, you need to be mentally tough in yes. anything that you do in life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, 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 I think the more successful you become, the tougher you have to become. Yep. Um, because it's just gonna, you're just gonna attract more and more negativity. Yep. Um, you know, and you see it with a lot of celebrities. They just, some of them crack with all the negativity, and some of them, you know, persevere through it. And uh, yeah, it's just. But again, just again, uh, going back to seeing these, um, you know, all these successful people that I'm around, you, you see what how they carry themselves and as long as I follow them and do what they do, I'll have what they have. Yeah. And that's what <laughs> that has trickered down from the rest of, you know, Vince and all the whole organization. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's your next goals? Um, so for me, my next goal is to just, uh, just keep one doing building equity, I guess, in my, in my name, yep. you know? Uh, so here I am, I'm the cruiserweight champion. Um, now it's a matter of let's, let's, Let's increase the fan base of 205 Live. Let's let's make 205 Live, you know, a show that people cannot stop talking about. Yep. And that's going to help build equity in not only the brand, but it's going to help build equity in everyone yep. on the roster. And as we do that, now we become more valuable. Mm -hmm. We're, we're going to be used more. We're going to, you know... Uh, and that and, applies to anything, any organization you're part of in, in society and life. Absolutely. And then and one day we're going to, you know, our goal is to become a marquee match. You know, whether it be, you know, hopefully it's it's the cruiserweight division that you know starts to have those marquee matches. You know, uh, so last night I was on on WrestleMania, so it actually was earlier in the show. We were considered in the kickoff, um, which I, again, people are being negative, saying, "Oh, I can't believe you guys are just on the kickoff." Blah blah. blah. And I'm like, just on the kickoff, like. <laughs> I'm still in MetLife. You're in MetLife still. You know, it's still WrestleMania. This is still in, like, like I would, you know, I would kill back in the day just to even be standing off to the side of the ring and you know whatever. Like, it, you know, again, people just try to they try to uh, deedify certain things that you're doing, and it's like, no, man, this is amazing. Yeah. Yes, I do want to take 205 to the next level, and I want us to be now. 
doing you know the main show and doing... but you get so high you forget where you were you forget yeah, you're low yeah, yep and that's such an important thing yep. to keep that string attached yep but our but our goal is to is to become a marquee you know thing on the show and 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 soon people are going to be only talking about the cruiserweights and the cruiserweight matches and everything yep. because we're going to be so important to the company and to the people that's awesome and you guys do a lot of charity and a lot of different organizations and give back what are some things that you guys do um so so wwe's uh, huge with the Make a Wish Foundation. Mm, that's so awesome. Um, you know they have a couple of organizations of their own, like Connor's Cure and stuff, and um, which and especially during WrestleMania time, we we reach out and we do a lot of things with children with uh, reading challenges and everything. That's so cool. Um, yeah, the, I mean WWE is among one of the top companies when it comes to charities. Uh, you know, Make a Wish. We actually uh, and John Cena is the leader with this. Uh, WWE is granted the most wishes than any other organization. Really? And uh, yeah, and John Cena actually is granted the most wishes than anyone else in the world. Uh, he's a good dude. Yeah, he's amazing. He's he's that guy is the most uh, selfless person I've ever met in my life. Yeah. Um, super busy. He's a Hollywood star now, and he still takes time to watch our show, and and to help us anytime he sees us and critique us and tell us what we need to do to get better. It does not have to do that. Can completely brush us off and never even say hi to us. Yeah, and and we probably out. wouldn't even. We'd be like, yeah, that you know, that's, <laughs> that's understandable. It's fine. It's John Cena. Yeah, but he doesn't do that. Yeah, you know. Meanwhile, there are people that are way lower than him in the ranks and do mm. do that. Yep. And but whatever. No, but he, that's, that's why he has what he has. Exactly. Same thing with The Rock. You know, it's, exactly. it's that, that gratitude. And yep, that. And, and, and I've read many articles on The Rock about how Hollywood talks so highly of him of that because he came from, again, he came from the wrestling world and went into Hollywood. So he's not, he's not, yeah, and he's not like other Hollywood stars. He yeah. actually carries himself way more humble. And, and uh, you know, I've, I've read many things where people talk about he's such a pleasure to work for and work with and everything. And uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing. And I think I, I was saying this to somebody the other day with what you were just saying, and we'll, we'll wrap this up. Uh, this is good stuff, by the way. There's some really good. I got to give him another pound because there's some really good content in here, and I'm learning. And you have sweet shoes, by the way. These oh, are really you. nice. Yeah, but um, converses. but I think when you fly a kite, and say you cut the cord, what happens? That the kite flies off into the air and then doesn't come back, right? Yeah. And I think some of the most successful people in life, with the Rock with you know John Cena and I think you all right are going to be huge in, in in what you're doing because when you're connected to that low and that kite starts to fly up and you start to win things as long as you stay connected and this isn't anything that you do you always will meet, re, remain grounded to what you were and not just where you're going because sometimes you forget it and that's where you get humbled mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah and uh so it's it's a commonality that i see with a lot of people so you, you just keep doing what you're doing i'm so excited for you and and everything and where can people find you um well they can find me every tuesday on the wwe network on 205 live um you know and and you're also on shows, social media what's your uh your instagram name uh so my instagram is at tony niece Tony Nice. Um, and my, my Twitter is at Tony Nice as well. Awesome. So we're going to get a bunch of followers and we'll add this to the, to the bottom and everything. Yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, and uh, you know, if, especially if, if wrestling is in your interest, uh, I think it's, you know, it, it's, I, I highly suggest watching our product. It's probably, uh, to me, I feel like it's the, uh, 
we have a roster of the hardest workers in the company. Yeah, no, you guys, um, you guys really work hard. Yeah, the and we we have a group of guys that are just, you know, we're, we're a team and we're trying to make the most of this and trying to really put our product on the map. So, you know, if if you're interested or you're somewhat interested, I'd check it out and just kind of see the growth of what we're doing. Yeah, and everything. So. Well, I really appreciate everything, and uh, so we have one more question. It's the last question, question we asked. You don't even know what the question is, right? No, I don't. It's a special question of how we end every Seven Rock Life Nation show. The world knows it out there. So you ready for this? Ready? I'm nervous. All right, you should be. It's a very hard question. <laughs> so if you had a billboard for the whole world to see, what would your message be to the world? Ooh. Okay, I'd have to think of that. So if you had a billboard for the whole world to see... What would your message be, Mr. Antinis, to the world? Um, I think I'd go by what I've said, what my mantra was, is uh, to be successful, you need opportunity and preparedness. Why? Um, because obviously everyone needs opportunity. You need the opportunity to achieve what you're going to achieve. But if you're not prepared, you're going to lose that opportunity. And if you are prepared, then there's no reason why... You shouldn't get that opportunity. Boom. That's it. Just drop it like it's hot, man. Thank you so much for making time. I know you're busy. Uh, we're very grateful for this. It's an honor having you on the show. Thank you. And I know many people are going to be touched by your story. And just I, I just felt like I watched a movie of just going through everything <laughs> with you. And you're just such a good pe- uh, person. You know, Your wife's an awesome. So excited for your daughter and your whole family. Blessings to them. So check them out, guys. Watch them on Tuesday. Check them out on Instagram. Go follow him. Uh, such a blessing. Love you guys. Seven Rock Life Nation. Reliever of review. Check us out. And uh, enjoy the rest of your day. God bless you guys.